Oh boy, what a time to be alive. Footy in 2021 is up and away and it's so good, isn't it? The big forwards and high scoring, it's um, what a start to the year it's been. Mate, I haven't seen you this excited to see a game of footy, or to, sorry, to start an episode of the podcast in a long time. Oh, mate, obviously fresh off a, uh, a big Carlton win yesterday, so that's obviously got me up and about and just footy in general over the weekend's been great. The games have been, I mean, there's been a few blowouts, but... I mean, the quality of the footy's been pretty good. Oh, it's been fantastic. Although, to quote a text message from you that we uh, had the other day, I said to you on Saturday before the Carlton game, how good's footy been this year? And you replied with, it's been pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny how quickly you've changed your tune now Carlton are on the board. Uh, that was from a Carlton perspective. That wasn't just footy in general. So, um, But no, it's been great. Um, yeah, a lot of upsets over the weekend and a lot of blowouts. Like, a lot more blowouts in, than usual for mine, apart from... I think, yeah, the Monday game and the Thursday night game, the two close games, and then everything else has been just blowouts. It's been so, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know what to make of that. I don't just. I guess we just don't know who's good and who's bad anymore. Yeah. It's, I mean, you look at that, the game that probably stands out the most is that Essendon-St Kilda game, isn't it? Well, yeah. it is. I mean, you know, we first put our hands up and say we laughed pretty hard at Essendon during the week, and then they come out and belt St Kilda, who were predicted to be top six at yeah. least, yeah. Um, belt them by 75 points with half their team on the... On the sidelines, it was, um, yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But um, what I love the most about the, the weekend was the big forwards. And they're back. This is back to 90s forwards kicking bags every week. Um, you look at Tex Walker, who's kicked 17 goals in three rounds, and Josh Bruce kicked 10 on the weekend. Harry Mackay kicked seven yesterday. So it's great. It's great. It, footy's so much better when the big key forwards are, are kicking bags. Oh, it's what we love to see. I love to see it myself as well. I mean, even the smalls, though, are having a good run. At Toby McGreen kicked five on the weekend because I pick it, kicked four. So even this, or Tom Papley kicked four. So even the small guys are kicking some bags as well. But yeah, no, nah, when the big guys, I feel like there's nothing better in footy than watching the big full forward lead out and take a big mark, go back and kick the goal. So it's good to see that happening again. Yeah, and just the crowd gets around it as well. And, you know, when it, when it just gets in their zone, you can just hear that roar, just that anticipation. Um, I noticed that, yeah, the other day with Mackay, just every time the ball went near him, everyone was just cheering for him just to kick, you know, just kick another one and just kick closer to that. He felt like he was going to kick 10. So, um, but no, it's great. And it's good. 2021's obviously bringing some, some good things and, you know, a few rule tweaks and look at us. I mean, you were pretty critical of the rule tweaks and it seems like it's uh, paying off. I'm quick to take that back. I'm quick to admit that mm. I was wrong there. They've, um, the rules are making the game better. It's fast-paced. It's um, higher scoring. And it's mostly, for the most part, yeah, beneficial. There's some interesting... I still think there's um, some discrepancies with the rule. I think you've got to take a bit of common sense to know it. But other than those little those little um, efforts and stuff, it's been pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'll tell you what wasn't great from the weekend. Well, mainly, mainly what wasn't great from your perspective was uh, Saturday afternoon at the MCG. Um, oh. What happened there? Well, let me describe my day for starters because I, I was pretty pretty excited to go back to the G. I, I missed round two, so getting back was um, something I was looking forward to. You know, I did the traditional, had a couple of drinks before the game, got psyched up, ready to go. Mind you, I get to my seat, someone's sitting in my chair. And I had, my seat was just under, um, on level one, just underneath the, um, the, the roof from level two. So I was just undercover, out of the sun, perfect. Someone's in my seat. 
I opted to not say anything to start with purely because two rows in front, just in the sun, was in a whole empty row. And I thought, you know what? The row to myself, I can get up as I please. I don't have to push past anybody. If it gets too hot, I'll just tell the guy behind me to piss off. So I've sat down in this seat. Mind you, by half time, I'm sweating buckets. It's so hot. And then the performance we had was just... That was well, a, it was a terrible day all well, around, wasn't it? It was a terrible day. And I think Mario from Doncaster can probably sum that up <laughs> for us pretty well. And that's pretty much how I felt. <laughs> that's pretty so much good. how I felt. <laughs> so good. Nah, in, in all seriousness, Sydney were just a, a very good side. And I think they will be for the rest of the year. They've beaten Brisbane by 30-odd points. They beat Adelaide, who... I know they're Adelaide, and they'll tip to be bottom of the ladder, but they've been playing right themselves. And they beat them by 30-odd, and then they came and beat us by 45. They're, they're definitely uh, making a name for themselves coming into the season. And they were just a better team on the day, and there wasn't we didn't have many answers. Mm, yeah, that... that Unbelievable. No one no one expected Sydney to start like this or even play like this this season. Um I mean they've got the they've scored the most points so far. Um and they've done it without I mean, yeah, Buddy's only played one of the three games and they're doing it without him. So it's good and they're it's what they've been good at for so long is just building that culture, that really strong culture and that developing their players. I know they've got the academy, but um they just seem to develop these young players a lot quicker than other clubs can and they just never seem to properly bottom out well they haven't been yeah finished wooden spoon or anything no. like that from in recent memory so yeah you're right they just find a way every time mm. yeah they're incredible and they're, and they're great to watch as well as we said yeah they've scored the most points so they've scored over 100 points every week and um i know they play Essendon on thursday night so um yeah, that could be four and zip so and two upset winners as well yeah coming up cla- um, clashing against yeah. each other so that'll be good but you know like a lot of people have asked me as well they said oh you worried now for the rest of the year not I, start, I just think it was in a one-off game, and Sydney was just the Tigers. Yeah, 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 for the Tigers. Sorry, yeah. and, I, and I think Sydney were just a genuinely better side on the day. But it, I don't think there's any worrying signs going nah. forward. I think I, I messaged you the other day, and I was like, "You got smashed round three last year," and I think the year before you even got smashed round three. So, well, 2017, Adelaide pumped us by about 76 points in round three or four. Mm. For 2017, we all yeah. know what happened then. And 2019, yeah, yeah same thing. GWS beat us, and Collingwood pumped us. Early in the season, and then yeah, last year same thing. Adam, Hawthorne smashed yeah. us by thirty five points. To, nothing to be concerned about, I don't reckon. No, nothing to be. Con- look, it's disappointing. Yeah, like yeah. you watch those games, and you just like I was, you know, whatever hair I had left, I was pulling out of my head. I was thinking this is ridiculous, but you look back on it, and yeah, Sydney were just a great side. Can't fault them, and I think um, look, yeah, not much to be concerned about from a Richmond point of view. Just a bad game, and look to improve. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, no issues there at all for mine. Just a, yeah, just a bit concerning that it was a bit of a. A big margin, but apart from that, I think you got you guys will be fine, and no, no reason why you still shouldn't be the premiership favourites. So, well, I hope so. But yeah. here's a question I have for you as well, just about the Swans. We spoke about this last year when Gold Coast won a couple of games early, and they were looking pretty good. Are we saying the Swans, from what we've seen so far, will play finals, or is that still too early to call? I think even with the performance they've had, I think it's still too early to call. I know a lot of people are saying they're locks for finals, but even yeah, I was gonna say even beating Brisbane and Richmond in the first two rounds. Oh, it's impressive and convincingly beating both sides. But they're a young team, and you know what happens with young teams that can sort of drop off. A lot of young teams start well, so I'm not locking them in for finals yet. No way. I mean, if they go six, seven, zip, and then maybe, but well, then then you have to not at this you? stage. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I'm yeah. not locking them in. I think they're a great chance. But like we spoke about before we started recording, I don't know who is a good side anymore and who's a bad side because all the upsets we're getting, mm. Sydney could go and lose the next seven matches straight yeah. and it just won't see it coming. So I really don't know. I think it's too hard to say anybody's a lock at this stage. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll tell you what wasn't an upset, and that was uh, 
Sunday afternoon at Marvel Stadium. The uh, the bloody baggers. You're pretty up and about. I'm going to let you take this one away because you've been uh, waiting to start recording for the last yeah 24 hours now. Yeah, it's uh, it was great. Obviously, being back at the footy, um, well, our second home game for the year, but our first game where we got a win and we won pretty comfortably against a, a depleted Fremantle team. And yeah, we we did exactly what we needed to do after not disappointing. I mean, yeah, they were disappointing losses the first two weeks, but looking back, they're not, you know, catastrophic. Probably um, Collingwood was the disappointing one. Yeah, but then you look at Collingwood's form and they've been all right. You know, they probably should have beaten Brisbane. They should have beaten Brisbane yeah. probably, yeah. yeah. But I think more so the, it was the thought, way we played. I thought the yeah. way you played probably yeah. wasn't where you wanted to be. Exactly. And it's only round three. So, um, but anyway, it was great. It was great to be back amongst all the supporters and singing the song at the end and just seeing how happy everyone was just from a, a really, that's the most dominant Carlton performance in a few years, um, which was which was great. Um, you know, Paddy Cripps was back to his best and answered all, all those critics that were writing him off during the week was absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, one bad game and people are saying the game's past you and all this rubbish. So it was good to see him back to his best and, just dominated the field. And then Sam Walsh, oh, got no words for him. He's just another beast. 37 touches, was it, for the day? 37 touches. Um, had like a ridiculous amount of score involvements. Um, it's just his work rate. He just, oh, he's, he's a machine and he's only 20 years old. Um, and then you got Harry Mackay who kicked seven goals, five. You know, should have kicked 10. Um, he should have kicked more than that. Yeah, he should have. He had every chance. Which is scary. Um, so he's he's clearly having his breakout season already, which we can tell in the first three games. Um, he's coming third in the Coleman. He could easily win it. Um, so it was a great day. And then Liam Jones, who was pretty pretty average last week, answered his critics this week and dominated down there, was marking everything and had about 16 intercepts. Um, so he was good. And, um, yeah, there was winners all over the park. And then Lockie Fogarty, who we got from Geelong, who everyone forgets that we got him because we... We picked up Sardin Williams, but he's been unbelievable. Just a tackle machine. He's been your best recruit today. Yeah, so far he's been our best. Um, he just works so hard, um, wins a lot of the ball, and he's really clean as well. So he's been a great pickup. And then it was great to see Eddie Betts back. Oh, how oh, was his goal? How good goal, was his goal? That goal was oh vintage Eddie Betts. The roar yeah. of the crowd when he kicked that was unbelievable. I feel like Eddie Betts is one of those players that no matter what club you go for, I mean, even with the Richmond-Carlton rivalry, I've always loved Eddie Betts. You I can't feel like hate you him. can't hate Eddie nah, Betts. You can't hate him. And watching him play, yeah, like, I'll, you know, I'll let you touch on it more, but yeah, that goal from, I was behind the TV, obviously, I wasn't at the game, but unbelievable. Mm, it was so good. Um, you just knew as soon as he got it, you're like, oh, here we go, Eddie Betts, and then he just, yeah, he rolled it through. That's just classic. Classic Eddie, and then the, cl- the crowd went nuts. Um, it was like a, a standing ovation for him for a good 30 seconds there. So it was um, just a great day at the footy. Everything was just going really well. Um, so, yeah, and hopefully we can um, we can continue on, and that sort of just kickstarts our season. So it was uh, a very good very good day at Marble Stadium. I bet it was. I bet it was. I do have a question for you. It's been uh, bothering me all weekend. And it, I sort of it sparked watching Harry Mackay play on the weekend, and it's not just him that does this, but I noticed him doing it, and it sort of made me think about it. What do you think of players snapping the footy when they're not anywhere near the boundary mm-hmm. line, and they're like almost directly in front, and they turn on their side and think, you know what, I'm going to snap this from 45 out, nearly directly in front. Mm-hmm. I know Harry does it a bit. I also know Jack Rewalt does it a fair bit as well. So I'm not criticizing just you know those two players. A lot of players do it now. I don't know. I'm not, I, maybe I'm old-fashioned. I like to see a drop punt, just go back and kick it straight. 
if you're on the boundary line, by all means, snap. You know what I mean? But the, I feel like people are now just snapping as soon as as soon as you're not directly in front to the T, they just decide to turn on their side mm. and snap it through. What What are your thoughts on that? I, if it works for them, I don't mind. But I see whenever I see Harry or or anyone just they're in a position where they can just kick a drop punt and then you can see them turn to to do the snap. You're just like, oh god, why? But if it works for them and they're kicking goals from it, do it. But it's when they start missing them and you're like, oh god, why? Yeah. So that that's yeah. So I'd probably prefer the drop punt, but I mean, if it works and if it's if he's more confident doing that, then I'm happy for him to do it. Well, that is the other argument that a lot of people are saying. Well, they're more comfortable snapping it. Mm. I mean. I don't know where it's come from though. Surely, it's just sort of come your out whole life you've grown up drop punt, drop punt, drop. Yeah. Where did what you, you've obviously had to develop this part of your game for you to become more comfortable now snapping it. Mm. Look, if it works, it works. I think one fault that I, do, I mean, I have a couple of faults with it, but one of my main faults with it is, and I'll use Harry again as an example because he's the most recent player I've seen do it. He's a left footer, so when he's on the right side of the ground, it's perfect for him to snap. Right, as soon as he gets onto the left side of the ground, he's either going to check side or drop punt. And I feel once he's gotten to that point, because he's drop punting less and less and less now, I feel like the accuracy mightn't be as good. I mean, I know I'm picking at straws by saying this, but I feel like the accuracy mightn't be as good as what it would be if he was just drop punting almost every shot. Mm. And it almost feels like he's not as comfortable because he goes, oh, geez, I can't snap this. Do you see that or is that just me? Or maybe it's just me. I'm not sure, but... I definitely see it. I think it's it's a confidence thing with him. He just doesn't back himself into kick a drop punt. I think that's, that's all it comes down to. But then he... he he kicked a few drop punt goals yesterday. So oh, and, I, and they, yeah. they were my favourite ones. Yeah. They were so, my favourite ones because it's just nothing. Like, like you said, the big forward taking a big grab, going mm. back and just kicking it straight. Yeah. It's old-fashioned football yeah. and it's sort of, I guess it's where the love of the game grew for a yeah. lot of people was watching those big full forwards do that. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's like I said, picking at straws, but it's just some little thing that bothers me a little bit in today's game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think if it, if it works for him and he's kicking goals from it, go for it. But if it comes to a point where he starts missing it too many times, then... All right, then there's an issue. Well, was it against Richmond or was it against Collingwood? There was a few times I think Collingwood he kicked, tried to he play four straight against Collingwood. Okay, uh, must so have been Richmond. He Richmond played game. on a couple of times, and I think he slipped one yeah. time. And, and as he's because he just tried to snap it instead of just yeah. backing himself in. So, like you said, he's I mean, more comfortable by all means. Yeah, but I mean, he could have had four or five that night, and could be winning the Coleman now. Oh, so, he could have had. Yeah. He could have kicked a lot more against the Tigers yeah. than he did. So it was just a bit stiff, I think. Yeah, that's all right. Um, all right, we'll move on from the Blue Boys, um, as good as they were, um, but. There's a team that we do have to give credit to, and that's the Essendon Football Club. They were... <laughs> I have my finger hovering over a sound, <laughs> sound effect there. But no, you're right. I touched nah. on it before, but we do. We yeah. Credit where credit's due. They were... I mean, to win by 75 points is no fluke. Um, no, so you don't fluke those They've ones. obviously done something really, really good there. And as good as they were, St. Kilda were just as bad. Yeah. So that, that's, I think, the, the biggest story out of that game. Yeah, Saints. to be honest with you, St Kilda, like I said, they were supposed to be top six, or they were predicted with the mm. you know the ins they've got. Um, I know they've got a couple of people not playing at the moment, but they've almost they've got they've got a pretty good side on the park at the moment. And yeah, to come up against a team like Essendon, who are missing a lot, already predicted to be down the bottom of the ladder, and not just lose, but lose extremely convincingly. Yeah. And we were watching Fox Footy before, and they had some footage, and I was pointing out that the lack of effort was probably what was disappointing. Most St Kilda fans, um, it, it it really didn't seem like they cared. Yeah, it was terrible. Like I've seen a few highlights of it, and just their pressure, their they were just stationary. They were just not working hard. Um, I know one player in particular, and Brad Hill got um, 
pointed out a few times in his effort there. They reckon he's, he should be dropped. Uh, I know a lot of Saints supporters are fed up with him. He, he's on there. He's on a lot of money. Well, they're uh, talking about him being the most um, overpaid player in yeah, the game at I, the moment. I think he is. Well, what's he done since he's gotten there? Not much. Well, nothing really. I yeah. mean, look, last year... He had patches last year where he was all right. Yeah, last year I think we can almost not... I don't want to call it a write-off because I feel like that's a bit, you know, letting them off the hook a bit too easy, but almost a bit of a... You can excuse some players because everyone's going to handle the lockdown and, the you know, mm. all that differently. But we're back to a proper season now. And I know we're only three rounds in, but, yeah, we've seen nothing. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. Uh, he should be dropped. I think they need to make a statement. After that game, That that's that's soul-destroying, that sort of loss for the Saints. Oh, that's team, hard to A watch. team that wants to play top four finals footy to lose to a, a, a team that, well, before this round, people were tipping Essendon. They were like, they're going to finish on the bottom. Well, we were the first ones. To yeah, say, oh, you absolutely. Mean, and, yeah, we and were the first ones. And that's not just us having a dig at Essendon. That's that's just genuine fact. Like they had that many injuries, and they got a really young side. And um, and then yeah, and then for St Kilda to do that, that was probably one of the biggest certainties of the round for St Kilda to beat Essendon, wasn't it? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like that, that was yeah, it was a certainty in anyone's book. Yeah. And I don't, I just don't know what happened. I don't know why there's no effort. Um, from what we saw last year, they were good, you know, most of the season. Towards the end, they probably dwindled a little bit. They still played finals. Mm. And everyone's like, you know what, another season, more confidence, more experience. They'll fly through finals this year. They'll have a good run. And then from what we've seen, just looks like they just don't want to be there. No. And I can't – I don't know what's going on, if it's inside the four walls, w- what's going on, but something needs to be looked at internally, I think, at the club. Yeah, absolutely. they got a big week this week. Um, I think Rats needs to, to make some big calls at the selection table um, and, yeah, and really make a statement there because that, yeah, not good enough. And they play West Coast this week, so it doesn't get any easier for them. Um, another team that's in a bit of trouble, the Giants. Mate. They uh, in a bit of free fall, um, injury-wise and on field. Oh, they're in uh, all sorts of trouble. Well, they're another one, aren't they? And I mean, on the, obviously, like you said, injury-wise, Canelio went down mm. on the weekend. Um, Phil Davis and DeBoer went down as well, who obviously th- those three guys alone would be on anyone's, you know, would walk into anybody's list just about. So they're all stars. Um, Davis and DeBoer, I'm not sure of the extent of their injuries or if it was more just precautionary. Um, but I know Canelio will miss a few weeks at least. That's big, you know, especially, you know, the captain of the club. Mm. And obviously famously got dropped a bit last year. Yeah. Um, but he's been all right this year, I thought, so far. And now he's injured and it's just a big out for him. And it's just not helping their confidence at all. No. They look like they haven't improved one bit since last season. I mean, yeah, we all saw it through the doco where they were pretty average and, and copping it left, right and centre. Um, and they just look like the same team from last year, don't they? They, they really just look, do. They look a bit lifeless and they like they've lost. Like they've got no energy left since that grand final. And they're still like, a young yeah. list. Yeah. Essentially. Like they're, not, they're not an old list. And it's they've not still like got some... A-grade players on their, on their team. Well, like I said, Toby Green kicked five on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, it went under the radar because they lost and Kasiah Pickett probably showed him up by kicking four, the 19-year-old there from Melbourne. But, yeah, he still kicked five on the weekend. Like that, you don't Good players are the only ones kicking that many goals. So they've obviously got some stars on the list, but they just don't seem... They, don't, they need something to reinvigorate them, I think. And, yeah. look, I'm not, I hate doing this, and I'm, I don't like to point fingers at the coach, but is it, do you think Leon Cameron needs to be looked at? Is, do you think it's him, or do you think... There's something else going on there. Because I hate to be the one that goes yeah. sack the coach. I yeah. hate that. I hate to be that person. He's been there a long time now. Mm. He's been there a long time. And they, yeah. I mean, they, they got, got so close. They got so close. Well, they got 
they made it to the grand final. I wouldn't yeah. say they got close to the actual premiership. They were lost by 100 points. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> As you know very well. Um, but, yeah, I think they've had their chance. Like they've, yeah, they, they made prelims and semifinals and all that consistently. And then I think they've just missed their window. And I don't think the players have, have enough drive to get back to the top. That's what it just seems like from the outside. And then, yeah, and then watching the doco, my opinion anyway, oh, Leon, he's very hard on him. And I don't think some of the players, that's probably not, yeah, the way that some of the players like to be treated. Yeah, they just don't respond well to that. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think each coach is going to sort of understand how each of their players does respond to those um, sort of things. And that's what you see the good coaches do. They sort of have different ways to approach every player. I mean, I know that's hard because there's, what, 40-odd players on a list. It's so hard to have a different coaching style for each player. But, yeah, I think you've got to tailor it a little bit mm. where it's probably a bit more inclusive for everybody. And if it's... Leon Cameron obviously likes to go off. That's well, it was old like old school style, wasn't which, it? Which, mind you, as an audience, I love watching oh, that. Yeah, it's fantastic. We do. But I, yeah. I, I mean, I know me personally, I, I probably wouldn't handle that very well. Yeah, a lot of players up to every game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's, I mean, I can understand from that perspective, but I think you're right in the sense you think um, that I reckon the players have a good understanding that they've missed their window, and I just don't think that they've got the drive to want to push back to that mm. point because that's not a six-month turnaround, that could be another five years. Yeah. And some of them have been there since they started their careers and they don't want that. So, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know where they're going from here, to be honest, the Giants. Yeah, it's going to be a, a big, uh, yeah, big next few weeks for them. They need to get a, a, a win on the board or a couple of wins on the board just to sort of get some confidence back because, yeah, they look completely shot of it at the moment. Um, West Coast and Port Adelaide, are they both flat-track bullies, do you reckon? Their form, both of their forms at home is unbelievable. As soon as they jump on the road, they can't seem to win a game. I yeah. mean, Port beat North round one, but we I don't know what North is. I, it's I almost like a free hit, isn't it? At the I, guess I feel like most local clubs would beat yeah. North at this point, the way they're looking. Yeah. And I feel bad for North as well because yeah. you know, you, as much as you know, you want your club to be the most successful, obviously, you don't. I feel like no one wants to see a team that bad. Oh. It's just not good for the competition. No. No. Um. I mean, look, it's hard to say. Obviously, you play those teams, both of them at home, Optus Oval and um, Adelaide Oval, both fortresses for both the clubs individually. But, I mean, West, West Coast have won, I think, two of the three now. They lost the Bulldogs by about seven yeah. points. Um, so that one was a close game. Bulldogs are going to be very but good. West Coast, notoriously known for not travelling well. Yeah, no, exactly. And we saw that last year. And then they lost every game in the hub, but yeah. as soon as they went back home. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I want to see more from West Coast away before I mm. would say, yep, that they're just flat-track bullies. Because, um, like I said, Bulldogs are going to be a good side, I think, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, can't imagine sure. them being a bad side this yeah. year going forward. Um, they only lost by seven points. So they got pretty close. But, yeah, even with Port, it's a tough one. It's a real tough one because, I mean, from what we saw last year, it, they were so dominant. And, you know, they've, they've had two – well, they beat Essendon by 54, obviously, at home. And then they had a big win in um, round two. And then they lost to West Coast in West Coast, which I think mm. is, you know, I don't want to say an honourable loss, but – I guess, you know, they only oh, lost... They got, they got smashed, and stats-wise as well. I mean, the yes. scoreboard probably flatters them a bit, I reckon, because there was a period there where West Coast were just smashing them, even on the scoreboard, and then Portsford. The last quarter, they, they sort of made it a little bit more respectable. Yeah, so well, I mean, it was 37 yeah. points in the end, but that's a big margin, especially yeah. between two good clubs. Yeah. So, yeah, look, it's tough. Um, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. I wouldn't be writing them as flat trick bullies just yet. Like I said, we're only three rounds Yeah, in. exactly. I want to see a bit more, but yeah, I think... I don't think you're far off the mark there with that one. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll see a few... Yeah, we'll see how they go over the next few weeks, home and away. Um, the Tigers on uh, yeah, the exactly Friday right. 
Port Adelaide, which once again is in Adelaide. So I mean, we won't sure. get to test them away from home. But glad about yeah, a little punished. bit. I, I we'll, just don't. We'll remember. get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to the preview. We'll I'll just it. say, <laughs> I could see you. Your you blood, see the face change. Your blood's fuming over that. <laughs> um, it's uh, well, arguably the most exciting player in the competition at the moment. Little uh, Cozzy Pickett. Cozzy. At the D's. Um, just on fire. First three rounds, he's just kicking goals from, from anywhere. And um, he's almost taken mark of the year about three or four times. And, yeah, he's exciting a lot of a lot of Melbourne supporters. He's come out the blocks. And Melbourne, I mean, apart from the fact that they're three and zip at the moment for the first time since, what, 05, yep. I think they were saying yep. today. They're um, going about it just... Under the radar as well. Yeah, no mm. one's really popping yeah. their tyres too much, which I think... Which is a good they, thing. They might even prefer, yeah. yeah, because there's not as much pressure on them. But yeah, Cozzy Pickett, it's like everything is sort of falling into place at the moment. Mm. They've got that up-and-coming star that everyone's starting to get around because, I mean, from what I've seen, it's hard not to love him Yeah, at this stage. It's yeah. early, obviously, but hard not to love him. And then, yeah, the Ds, like I said, gone under the radar and playing some really good footy. And then you can look at the Ds and see who they've beaten. They've beaten Frio at the G, Saints, and then GWS, who... All three of those teams have been in pretty average form. Yeah, but so I mean, at the same time, you can only yeah, exactly. play what you dealt. Exactly right. Um, they, yeah, they've got wins on the board and that's and the main thing. Other yeah. teams have had bigger upsets. Yeah. So it's considering true. that they've won all those, um, won them fairly convincingly, in my eyes anyway. Um, and like you said, some of their players are just starting to play some really good footy, which is what you want. Uh, hopefully for D's fans, some good things to come because I think they've copped it. I mean... I was a Carlton supporter. You, you go on about it. Um, you know the hard times you guys have had, but I think Melbourne mm. supporters are probably right oh, yeah. up there along with you guys. So I think that'd probably due some due for some success. But um, so all the best for them. But yeah, I don't know. It could be an interesting year for them. Just like I said, it's too hard to pick anybody at the mm. moment. But um, yeah. no, they're they're flying. At Great the start for they're them. Flying. But yeah. speaking of a team that's not flying, mate. <laughs> we I touched on them earlier, didn't we? Have you? I don't think I've seen. I don't remember a loss that bad. Mm. Yeah, even when Carlton was at its worst, we never looked that bad. Like, we looked bad, but not that bad. Mate, That was. and if you haven't picked on, I was just talking about North Melbourne <laughs> the other day. Um, oh, God, that was hard to watch, wasn't it? Mate, the, it best, the best way to describe their performance. <laughs> <laughs> Loving the new soundboard. Loving the new soundboard. <laughs> like a little kid. Any excuse. I've been waiting for that fart one for two weeks now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, obviously just... I don't know with North. I know they got rid of their, a lot of their players and they're very young and, the re, you know, um, rebuilding and all the rest of it. But that's a bad, bad loss. Yeah. Like they, th- they, f- they looked like they'd thrown in the towel you know when before people, halftime. When people say, oh, they were witches' hats. They were genuinely witches' hats in oh. that, la- like, especially that last quarter. Oh, they 100%. Yeah, yeah, that was hard viewing. I mean, the only lucky Josh Bruce was putting on a clinic. yeah. Otherwise, that game would have been oh, oh it was just terrible. It was terrible. Just it was a, a genuine shellacking and murdering of those poor kangaroos. No, I saw a few people toss up toss the question up on Instagram um, on the night, but they were asking if the mercy rule should be in effect yeah. at this point. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not for it because this is a rare occasion. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. But geez, that that would have been begging for the mercy rule yeah. at one point, wouldn't they, North? Absolutely, absolutely. It was, um, yeah, it was tough. Like the thing is, the first half they looked alright. Like they weren't that far out of their it. Their pressure was good. Their intent was good. Um, they were playing okay. They kept up with the dogs, and then after half time, oh boy. Do you think it's just that because they're young, or do you think there's something else? Like definitely because they're young, and yeah, and I think it's just yeah, they're just bad, and they're just really bad. Yeah, I mean they've got 
They've got Ben Cunnington, Jack Zebel. Who else? Maybe Jai Simkin. Simkin. Probably their three best players that are probably, you'd say, A grade or just below. And yeah. Then, and then where we're from there, you know? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So, long road ahead. It is. It is. But the dogs, though, looks looked very good. And they've put themselves up into one of the serious flag contenders this year. Let me tell you, with a percentage boost like that, mm. that could really come in handy late in the year yep. as well um, when the, the ladders gets tight, as we know it does. Yep. and. You know, teams find it hard to separate from each other. When you have a win by 128 points like that, it makes all the difference. Yeah. I'll tell you what would have been hard for a particular bunch of supporters on the weekend was um, the Collingwood Football Club. Not only did they get beaten after the siren by a Zach Bailey kick against the Lions, <laughs> <laughs> they also had to watch Adam Trelaw strut his stuff, kick three goals, have 30 touches, and they're paying him still to do that. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> no, that would that would be painful. Yeah, that would a be tough painful. weekend for a Collingwood fan. Yeah, look, a lot, we've spoken about it before, but a lot of Collingwood supporters do back in the decision that Collingwood made in terms of their list changes and yep. whatnot. But I think it does make it harder, you know, on a week by week basis, especially when you have a loss like that after the siren, lose by a point, and you switch, you know, switch your telly over, and then you see, yeah, the guy that you're still paying to be on another list dominate, and you think, geez, we could have used him. Yeah, yeah, he was very good. That. Arguably, probably the best game I've seen Adam Trelaw play was that game. I mean, I, I, again, it was against North Melbourne and they won by 150 points or whatever it was. But um, say, Have you ever watched him at training? Because I think that's probably what you should be comparing it to. The amount of disposals he had. Yeah, exactly. But it, no, he looked he looked so good. Um, his three goals were great. And um, yeah, he had about 30 touches. So he, he had a super game. Just a complete dominant midfielder performance. So Well, also, I want to touch back on Zach Bailey. How fitting is it that he kicked the winning goal after getting robbed of mm. the winning shot the week before? Footy gods do Geelong. exist, don't they? They do exist. I've always believed in the footy gods, and you know they've, they've shown themselves with this because I think that couldn't that couldn't have been more fitting. They deserved yeah. that win, Brisbane, especially like that after they got robbed against Geelong the week before. And for the same player that got robbed to kick the winning goal, perfect. Yeah, it was so good, absolutely. And to be fair, Collingwood shouldn't have lost that game. They they, they were in. In no, front, they, they, they were in control the whole game. They were in front by ninety, about ninety-seven percent of the game. So it was, um, yeah, that's disappointing what I mean for I, them. Disappointing for them very much. But that's what I mean when I say the footy gods were yeah. in effect because Brisbane had no right winning that game at certain but, stages of the game. And but now that's huge for Brisbane. They needed that. Well, so, they did because they'd yeah. be zero and three yeah. at this stage if they didn't get up. So big yeah. for them. Um, and I think Collingwood can probably just. I wouldn't be too concerned as a Collingwood. I'd be disappointed, but mm. I wouldn't be too concerned going forward with that. No, nah, I think they've shown enough so far this season to suggest that they're they'll be there thereabouts. Yeah, they'll come um, into the year. Not, not 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 many people predicted them to be there. No, at I the mean, beginning of the season. I mean, exactly right. When you look at they, they they lost to the Bulldogs round one, which we've seen what the Bulldogs have done. They beat the Blues, which was yeah, pre- they played pretty well that night. Um, and then they've yeah, shot should have beaten Brisbane. So. They dominated the whole game against yeah. Brisbane. It was just like yeah, stiff towards the end. But yeah. I think they'll be all right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh to round four. Um, footy starts only in a couple of days' time, which is great. We love the uh the Monday finish, and then the games roll around on Thursday. And we've got Sydney and Essendon at the SCG. The Informed Swans up against... Oh, they're also the Informed Bombers. So we can't even knock them anymore. Yeah. We've had a, after a 75-point win, you've got nothing to say. Yeah, exactly right. So um, 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. Buddy's uh, Buddy's back Buddy's after back. being rested last week, so. which I was spewing about. By the way, I yeah. really wanted to watch Buddy play, and everyone goes, "Oh, are you glad he not played now?" I'm like, "No, I still wish he was out there. <laughs> we lost like that anyway. Yeah. I'd rather see Buddy play." Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to see him back on the big stage as well Thursday night footy. So um, be good. But yeah, I think Sydney just from. You can't not tip Sydney in this one, I think. Yeah, no, yeah. Sydney for me as well. And at the SCG as well, their home yep. turf. Um, it's all pointing towards the Swans at the moment, but who knows, Essendon could pull something yeah. out. But yeah, no, Swans for me. Right on, we've got Port Adelaide and Richmond. Huge game at Adelaide Oval. Both Massive teams for both clubs. Coming off um, disappointing losses. So one of these teams is going to lose two in a row, and you wouldn't want to be that team, especially, yeah, a lot of people have predicted this to be the grand final this year. So it's going to be um, a huge contest, and I'm sure you're... A bit nervous about it? Yeah, very, very. I think the couple of injuries we'll be, we, we have at the moment may hurt us. Um, Nick Vlossen probably being the most important one for us. Um, Prestia as well now. I think they'll hurt a little bit. Um, Cochin in talks of missing. I think he'll play, but the six-day turnaround could hurt him. Who knows? But, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. It's going to be a tough game. Look, I hate to say it. I hate tipping against my own mob, but I think in Adelaide, mm. early in the season, Porter coming off a loss, you know, um, as a wee, um, I think Port will get the job done. I think it should be a good game. I know they are favourites going in as well, but I think our injuries might just cost us a little bit and Port will get over the line. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, uh, even if you guys do lose, it's fine. It's fine. Now, for yeah. me, it depends how we lose. Yeah. See, like, I was disappointed with the Sydney loss, not because we lost, but because of the way we lost. Um, and it'll be the same with this. If we, if we play good footy, um, same as midway through the season last year and we played Port and Port beat us over there, we played pretty well mm. and we only just lost and I was like disappointing but you'll take that because we played good footing we lost to a really good side if we lose and we just roll over mm. that's when you start to get concerned and yep. yeah pissed off essentially yeah, yeah exactly um, but as history says you don't win flags in April so that's true that's fine. amen brother you guys always peak at the right time so yeah but oh, I think only because it's at Adelaide Oval I think Port will uh, will get up there uh, Saturday afternoon, we've got the Doggies and Brisbane at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. Bit of uh, country footy. I was about to say, I had to scratch my brain to see where that was for a little <laughs> bit there, Mars Stadium. I haven't heard about that one in a little yeah. while. But, um, Drove past it the other week, actually. It's, uh, it's a nice little stadium down there. Cool, man. So. Did I ask? <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Get a grip. I'm sorry, I had to throw that one in there. <laughs> nah, what were we doing up that way? Well, you can do the podcast by yourself now, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I doing up there? We had an engagement party up that way. So, oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, just drove past it and um, nice little stadium. Did so you see the, check the deck out? Nice looking grass. Is it looking smooth? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm, I don't know what you're going to say now. You're just going to take the piss out of it. No, 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 no. I've had my fun. I've had my fun. Uh, no, no. I was, I'm actually being serious. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't really seen the ground, so I don't know what kind of condition it's in. So I'm actually curious. Yeah, no, look, it does look, does look really nice. Um, just, yeah, obviously, a. Uh, not your standard country footy ground. It's obviously got a, a nice little grandstand and AFL surface. So, um, but yeah, no, I think it'll be they they will get a good crowd down there. And all the local Ballaratians, is that what they're called? Oh, I, d- I really don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think so. Yeah, maybe we should move on from this game. I think Bulldogs for me. Yeah, uh, St Kilda and West Coast at Marvel later that day. Well, I mean, I know we talked about West Coast only winning at home, but St Kilda haven't given yeah. me much to go by here. I think we're going to have to go with West Coast, especially after what Saints have dished up the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, then there's that West Coast, that away factor. So, I, 
I'm still going West Coast. Yeah, I'm going yeah. West Coast. But the I'm Saints need to show something this week. They do. They really do. They need to turn it around. Whether they will or not, yet yep. to be seen. But yeah, no, West Coast for me. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast Carlton, Saturday nights at Metricon Stadium. This is big. This is big. This is a big game. Because you could come out of this game two and two, mm. and all of a sudden the season looks very different mm. compared to if you go three and one. Yeah, absolutely. Do we? Yeah, again, it's just another game we sort of just need to win. We need to be beating teams like Gold Coast if we want to be serious about this season. Gold Coast have got a few injuries now. They've got um, Jared Witts, who's out with the knee, so they don't really have many Ruckman on their list um, apart from Jared Witts. And I know Sam Day went down the other week, so he was like their backup option, so he's not there. And I think... Zach Smith, he's been injured as well. So they, they're really depleted in that department. So um, another huge opportunity for us to get a, get a win here. Um, and really, yeah, even the ledger. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who I think is. Oh, look, I think Carlton will get this one. Um, I think when you guys, I think you guys can tend to get on a roll sometimes as well. You find that mm. confidence and it sparks something and you sort of start to take off from there. So I, I think you guys will get the win. And like you said, that, not having those rocks, it really does hurt sides because it, it changes the way you play a game yep. um, and potentially takes another player out of a key position to put him in there instead. Like, I doubt they will, but they could, you know, because he's tall to throw King in the rock for a bit of a hit and then they're missing a key forward. So I doubt they'll do that. I mean, who knows? But, um, yeah, I think Carlton for me. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll get up there. Uh, Collingwood and GWS at the MCG the same night. Um, yeah, hard to make, mount a case for GWS. Um, Collingwood have been in pretty good form, so I think the Pies will win. Pretty easily there. Yeah, not much to so, say here, Collingwood yeah. for me. Sunday Arvo, we've got North Melbourne and Adelaide. Which last year yeah. was a decent looking game because it was the two yeah. bottom sides clashing off. But I mean, I can't see... I don't. I think, you know how last year we were talking about North, I mean, Adelaide not winning a game for the whole season yeah. being the first time in however long? I think North will be that team this but, year. Yeah. I mean, tell me who they look yeah. like beating at the moment. I mean, yeah, I mean, you probably would have said Adelaide, but Adelaide have been very good so yeah, far. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, look, it's easy to say that North won't win a game all year after the loss they had on the weekend, but mm. even before that, though, they didn't look yeah. convincing. So, I mean, look, yeah, for me, this game anyway, Adelaide definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tex to kick another bag. You and could just easily, if Josh Bruce kicked 10 on their defence, imagine what oh, Tex mate, can do. If Tex, if Tex kicks another bag this week, I'm almost going to lock him in for the Coleman. Yeah, or even kick, kick 100. Yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah. pretty much. He almost could yeah. if he keeps playing the way he's playing. He's yeah. every chance to. So yeah, now Adelaide for me for this one. Yep. Melbourne Geelong at the G. That's gonna be a good game. Sunday Arvo. Geelong are the favourites for this, but I'm I'm gonna go a bit. Uh, it's juicy odds for the D's. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the D's and go a little bit. Um, well, because I mean, look, Geelong played Hawthorne just before before we recorded this, and Hawthorne took it right to him, mm-hmm. and Hawthorne aren't tipped to be that great this year either. And Hawthorne only lost, I think it was less than a goal in the end, wasn't yep. it? Four or five points. So And they arguably shouldn't have beaten Brisbane the week before Geelong. No, they shouldn't have. They definitely yeah. shouldn't so have. So that could easily be zero and three. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, not that it makes a difference, but I, I, don't, I think Geelong play a, a little bit of a boring style of footy. Mm. They're not super enjoyable to watch um, with their short chipping and sort of holding on to it a bit and slowing the ball down a little bit. I think Melbourne... Every chance they're on a roll, they're three and zip, home ground advantage. I mean, Geelong play most of their games at the G anyway, but you know, I, I reckon they're every chance. So I'm going to go for Melbourne. Yep, I'm going to go the D's as well. I think they're going to continue their streak. Uh, final game of the round, we've got Frio and Hawthorne at Optus Stadium. Um, geez, and the Hawks, as we just said, they look good today against the Cats, and then Frio looked pretty bad the other day. So, but I think being at in Perth, Frio are really good. They're another another team that is. Super good at home. 
They are. They are. So yeah. I was about to say, I think the only reason I'm going to be going for free over this game is that home ground advantage. Yep. You put that in Melbourne, I'd say Hawthorne every day of the week, just yep. from what I've seen so far. I think it'll be a close game. I don't think it'll be a blowout. Um, although, who knows these days? Mm. But yeah, no, Freo for me. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to Dockers as well, and they'll get five back. Well, they should get five back as well, so that'll help. Which is a massive inclusion, yeah. obviously. Yeah. All right. Well, that is um, that is everything for this week. It's been a, a big podcast. There's been a lot of um, a lot of interesting topics, and only one of us has been up and about this week. It's a bit different. It's unusual. U- usually, it? it's uh, well, usually it's you, I just you, or it's, or, or it's both of us. But it's never usually just me. So uh, it's an unusual feeling. Yeah. But, um, not looking forward to getting used to it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, we appreciate all the love and support that keeps coming through. We can't thank you guys enough. And also, before we forget again, people that we really, really need to thank are our sponsors. Who are they? So we have Million Mart and, and, and Retrojet Prince Go Ends. Woo! <laughs> 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 <laughs>